Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another Throwing Partners episode, the second one. Thank you guys for joining us again. I'm joined here with Brian, and you're joined by me also by Chris. But let's take attendance here first, all right? So, Brian, are you here? I'm here as best I can be. Lack of sleep, but I'm good. I'm here. And I know I'm here, so check that. Oh, wait, we have an additional person to the classroom here our first guest on episode two hi guys, hi guys. <laughs> we're introducing you to big zay mac uh i've known big zay for a while uh grew up in the military together um he's doing great things still in the military um as you can tell if you're watching this off of youtube he's a big cards fan yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but uh zay go ahead and give us a little background of yourself man man first off Y'all guys, thank you for having me on the Throwing Partners. You know, I'm glad to be here. But uh, No problem. Just of course, man, I've known Chris for a solid five, six years now. Played kickball together, sports junkie just like myself. That's how he and I bonded, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, they call me Big Zay Mac. I'm a, I'm a rapper, unfortunately. But hey, I get paid to do it. Unfortunately, what do you mean? <laughs> unfortunately, like, man. You're, I mean, making, you're making your living. <laughs> that is true, but, but rappers come a dime a dozen. But hey, well, it's I a mean, growing industry. It's a growing industry. It is. It is. And people starting to take notice to me, which is cool. God's bless me yet, man. But uh, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm from a small town called Columbus, Mississippi. Proud to represent it, which is backwards because I'm wearing a Cardinals hat. And, you know, that's my team. But yeah. <laughs> so me and Chris, we talk sports all the time, man. I'm glad to be here. Zay, what got you coming from Mississippi? What got you into the Cardinals? Something I get asked all the time. But um, <laughs> and it's the same story. But when I was playing football back in school, I, I was a big dude. Like, I'm big right now. I just never was fast. I could catch the ball. I didn't have speed. And I split. It was the Chicago Bears against the Cardinals game when the coach said the Bears who we thought we were. And I saw Anquan Bolden. He was not fast. But he was able to catch the ball. He'll lower his shoulder. He could knock defenders out the way. He'll make a play when he needed to. That's kind of how I tried to model my game after him. And at the time, the Titans weren't that hot. The Saints weren't that hot. Mm -hmm. And the Falcons were okay because of Mike Vick, but I'm not a quarterback. I can't throw to save my life, but, <laughs> you know? So I just stuck with them. And every time Arizona came on TV and I was able to watch it, I just followed them and been my boys ever since. That's good. I, that's how I've kind of fallen with the Colts being from California. I latched on to a couple of players like Peyton Manning, Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne, mm -hmm. uh, Marvin Harrison. So like just watching those guys like on Sundays, I was like, I like this team. And since then, kind of stuck to it i just i you know i think we're all kind of on this podcast kind of spread out a little bit with the teams we we like we're all in different locations than what <laughs> our teams that we really like i'm a seattle Facts. fan but here in california it's, it's just like i think this 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 group right now for this episode was a perfect match for us to talk about and with that we're gonna go straight in to the nfl topics all right because yeah. nfl is taking a big chunk out of here the first thing we're going to talk about are the coaches that have been given the boot. <laughs> so uh, the first one, and it's, I don't know if you could say it's been a long time coming because it's only been what, two seasons. Adam Gase is gone out of New York. You know, I'm surprised he even lasted this long this season. Yeah. Like yeah. if you go to at the final weeks of the season with no wins, like you let him go right then and there. Like, all right, we started out zero and six, gone. See ya. Yeah. And the other team wouldn't have lasted that long. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. 
how he was I, I just I have no words there's no words to describe how how long he was able to stay there without being removed and I'm surprised they let him go the whole season the yeah. way that the season yeah. they let him go the whole season but Maybe I think it was part kind of, of his contract or I don't know they were like you know what we're, we're out of it anyways let's just let him finish the job have it be like a completed season under his belt so he can get another job somewhere else yeah that could have been a thing too that's why I got to interject right there another job somewhere else Who's about to pick up Adam Gase? Exactly. Oh, so, well, you're, you're, going, you're already going ahead in our topics Yeah, this today. is a segue hey, for, for slow Christmas down. I'll breaks, but that's just me thinking, like, hold on, nah. So, so, as the CEO of the Jets put it, he is an offensive guru, which I feel like that term has been thrown around to every single coach that gets recently hired. It didn't look that way this season. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but also, he had nothing there as well. But going yeah. into it always falls down to, honestly, in today's world, it's the quarterback and the coach. That's it. That's it. That's um, it. But since Adam Gase is such an offensive guru, I don't think he gets a head coaching job anywhere, but he goes as an offensive coordinator possibly somewhere. I have no idea. What are your guys' thoughts? Brian, go ahead and take it away. Uh, let's segue to Zay because I don't know much. Well, about we're Adam going Gase's to Zay then. Let's, let's hear it. Zay, you know what what? You, if you had to make a bold prediction, where do you think Adam Gase goes? And you could say if he goes as a head coach, you can say that as well. Adam Gase goes home. Adam, <laughs> no, like I don't know. It's like here's the thing, man. You were in Miami, right? What did you do in Miami? You had what? Maybe one good year. Maybe he had one. Good, and he had good players too. Great players. Devontae Parker's out there. That's a first-round pick. Xavier Howard, great. Xavier Howard out there. Raquan McMillan was out there. You know, yep. you had players there. Bobby McClain was out there. But what happened? Nothing. You didn't sniff a playoff berth. You didn't sniff a wild-card berth. You sniffed the usual middle-of-the-pack draft pick. So when you get fired in Miami, which you lasted, what, maybe two, three seasons too long, you go to yes. the New York Jets. That highest never happened in the first place. I hated that they got rid of Todd Bowles. You know what I'm saying? That's a former Cardinal right there. I hated that they got rid of him because he didn't have nothing to work with either. So mm -hmm. you go and you draft Sam Darnold. Quarterback, coach relationship, just like Chris said. It never worked in the first place because he had no weapons to throw to. Yep. And there was no growth, no progression. So now, just because you got fired, the whole Jets organization is a mess right now. Like, what do you do now? Do you go after Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Kyle Trask, do you go after them? You don't know. And that's all back on you, head coach. So, no, you don't get a job anywhere if I'm a CEO. Let, let, me, uh, let me add on to this. So, Adam Gase, right, if he's this offensive guru, he's probably calling the plays for the majority of the downs offensively, correct? If right, I might yeah. be wrong. Let, let me tell you something. Even though Sam Darnold's not a good quarterback, let me tell you about the problems that his offensive line had. He got sacked 35 times. You don't win games that way. And you know what's funny? No. He didn't even start every game. He didn't no, start he it, did. and he got sacked 35 <laughs> times. And then when he did start, Sam Darnold threw nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Um, I think if you have more interceptions than touchdowns in the NFL, even if you don't watch football, I think you're going to be like, Oh, that sounds bad. And that's what the Jets Someone are. Someone is knocking at my door. I'm sorry. I will be right back. I'm you're so good. sorry. You're good. You're good. Go ahead right and take back. it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we got it. But it Brian, with, <laughs> but, uh, Brian, if I had to say, though, and this is a quote from the CEO after they let go of Adam Gase, is to our fans, it is obvious we have not been good enough. 
And I'm going to say that quote again when Zay comes back because I feel like he's going to tear into that legitimately, but I want to hear what you think. I'm going to say that again in a few minutes when we go over to spoilers, the Chargers firing and the whole Spanish Spanish regime over there. Um, yeah. How much of a joke that is, but <laughs> at a certain point, ownership like of New York, like that's a big city. It's a big market. The Giants are there. They share the stadium. The Giants aren't great, but they were in the hunt this year, all season. Yes. Yes. And but it's also because they're in the worst division possible. Yeah. Oh, they're they're in the NFC worst. Um, yeah. That being said, like the Jets, like they're in the, the AFC. Like it's huge over there. The teams that in that division are they're tough. Like Miami's tough. Like this year, like uh, New England hit or miss. Now that Brady's gone, it's a whole new whole new roster but you had that chance to kind of say take the steps up a little bit and you failed to do it and that's not just a sign of the coaching staff or the players in the field it's the fact that the the owners and the gms aren't investing in the right players or they even don't even have their head in the right um thought of putting a competitive team on the field exactly we, we haven't seen a competitive jets team like dare i say it since if you can call it competitive, Mark Sanchez, yep. like from the best I can <laughs> <Yep>. remember. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Butt fumble. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Zay, we were just going over. So I have a quote from the CEO of the Jets, uh, Christopher Johnson. He said, I quote after Adam Gase was fired to our fans, it is obvious we have not been good enough. Um, so Brian was going in and saying basically that Jets are a dumpster fire. It, it really is. Um, and it comes hmm. down. It comes down to like, would you say, Brian? Also, like the culture, how everything's going on there. Because I feel yeah. like Adam Gase was not a very player-friendly coach. Um, but say, what do, do you have any comments on that? Yeah, because didn't he have those personnel issues in Miami? I'm pretty sure it uh, was, was wasn't there wasn't an investigation. There wasn't an investigation, but I I think there was like something about a, con- a confrontation between him and players. So if you knew that before the hype, why make the hype? You didn't have results in Miami. What makes you think you will have them in New Jersey? Because that's where they play. Why would you have them in Jersey in with a, a worse roster? I don't yeah. I don't understand that. That's on the GM and CEO of that organization. Adam Gates, you're a fall guy by default, but you suck as a coach too. So no, that's on him. Yeah. I, on him. I totally agree. But it was, it, you know what? And how bad the Jets are, I was still glad to see Frank Gore still run yeah. the ball. Yeah. Uh, almost reached 700 yards. And, you know, for his length of time in the NFL, he should not be a starter, but he ended up being a starter in New York. Ran for 653 yards, which could have been a lot worse. Um, so it's good for him. I mean, at least he did get two wins before he's retiring. Um who knows? You know, he could pull Brett Favre and then come back. The dude's ageless, so we don't, we don't even know. Well, what's sad is a guy like um, Frank Gore, who's thirty seven, like led the entire team in rushing yards. It's yeah, it's really sad. By I, an I don't call that sad. amount. I don't even call this. Sad. I mean, it's not sad, but it's like it's like these uh, younger guys should step up a little bit. That's what I was about to say. I yeah. was just about to Sorry say for that. Sorry for cutting you off, say. No, no, you're good. Look, we couldn't show that because it's a passionate subject right here. But <laughs> it, it's, I mean, just think about it. I'm thirty seven. I'm now third all time. Is he third now? What was it third or fourth? He was third. Oh, he's, he's up third. there. He's third. All time rushing. So you know I'm a legend. I'm a sure five first battle hall of fame. Y'all mm-hmm. can't outwork me. And just like Detroit, Adrian Peterson out 
rush everybody that they got. Yeah. You drafted John Trey Swift. Adrian Peters comes in and says, nah, I'm still the bell cow. That's the same <laughs> on the young guys, man. <laughs> yeah. Same on them. And you know what's funny? It's like, you know, we all know the Jets are in rebuild mode. It, it, it's it's out there. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. What do you build around is the question because you let go of Adams. He's in Seattle. You let go of Bell. He's in, what, Kansas, Kansas City, City Kansas now? City. And then mm-hmm. and then Darnold, like two weeks ago, quote-unquote, says he thinks he's the solution. If your quarterback thinks, like I said last week or last episode, if your quarterback thinks he's the solution, he's not the solution. He has to know he's the solution. He's delusional, just like a future quarterback we're going to talk about later on. (laughs) Exactly. And the only person I think they can build around that's somewhat decent, besides Frank Gore, because he's leaving, uh, is Crowder. Crowder's the only thing there. Yeah. If he stays. Uh, That's a good question, too. If he stays. It's a good trade chip. They can – he had a good season. He was on my fantasy team, uh, one of my top receivers, and he had a good year. And if they want to rebuild, like you let a guy like that go to get those draft picks or another quality starter. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. To. All right, let's move on to the next head coach that recently got fired, and that would be Mr. Anthony Lynn <laughs> of the Chargers. Mm. I will say this. I'm going to speak really quick. I'm going to let you guys take it away, but this is what I'm going to say. There are – good things about Anthony Lynn. And then there's also bad things about Anthony Lynn. And if you guys don't say it, I'm definitely going to point them out, but Zay, go ahead and take it away. What do you think about the firing of Anthony Lynn? First off, I'm not even going to address the race thing to me. I don't care what comes to football. If you could produce, you play. So I'm going to make sure nobody gets that. I don't care if he's black, he got fired. He got fired because he didn't do a good job. My thing about Anthony Lynn, I think for him is kind of a product of circumstance because you had Tyrod Taylor there as your starter. And I'm a fan of Tyrod Taylor. He just always gets in a bad situation. Like Especially when, this year. <laughs> this year was a bad situation. Like, you're playing well, then the, your team doctor messed up your lump. Mm-hmm. Then now, Justin Herbert came in, you draft him high, he did what he had to do. Boom, Justin Herbert, he's a surefire starter now. I think the reason that he lost his job is because his defense could not get the job done. Look at their games. So many games lost by three or more points. Yeah. Fourth quarter meltdowns. That's why you lost your job. Also, you know what you're doing because you put people in the right places. Your defense has let you down, so they cost you your job, my man. I, I agree 100% with the, the defense letting him down. Uh, Brian, do you have anything to add on the firing of Anthony Lynn? The firing, I think, how, how long was he there? He was there for um, four seasons. Four seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've, the Chargers have always been inconsistent. Um I think if you gave them another year with them rising up a little bit with that young team that they have, they could have gotten somewhere, but I want to pick apart the quote from Dean Spanos. Okay, let's hear it. Let's, let's hear it. He is. Get him. This is the last line of the quote, his full quote. Fans need to know that the LA Chargers are committed to consistent winning football. No, you're not. When was the last time they saw that? When Ladanian Tomlinson was there? First off, <laughs> fans – Fans. You don't have any. There's there's no fans. You, you, don't have any. you turned your back on back in San Diego and no one cares. And then they're trying, they're practically giving season tickets away to the Chargers, like pending if there are fans in the next coming seasons. But I saw an ad this past Sunday. Oh, 70 a season ticket starting at $71. What? No one's <laughs> no one's going to those games. There's no, no fans. Mm-hmm. Like it's and they're not committed. 
like if Spanos was committed, he would have stayed somewhere. They would have figured something out in San Diego, but he pieced out, went to a bigger market in LA and the bigger market doesn't even like them. It's not even that, like they're losing so much revenue to not even just the Rams. Like they're behind the Lakers, they're behind the Clippers, yeah. they're behind the Kings, they're behind the Dodgers, the Angels. They're like the bottom. If just like mm-hmm. you said, Brian, if you're committed, you would have found out a way to make the tax dollars work in San Diego. Exactly. You would have made it work. And so. you know what's funny is you can honestly say, I mean, here's my question too, though. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't really follow soccer a whole bunch, but I should start because I do like watching it when it is on. Mm-hmm. Are the Galaxy playing in that new stadium too? I, I think so. Know. I don't know. Because here's my thing is we'll fact check it. If, 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 if you have to <laughs> if you have to name seven other teams, and out of those seven other teams, you're still at the bottom. Still. of revenue and everything and Still. you know what nfl is one of the highest like revenue sports in america itself yeah. mm-hmm. it's really sad so that's basically saying okay rams you got a new stadium that's that's yours you can you can have that dean spanos yeah. doesn't know what he's doing that's why he's one of the worst owners in the nfl uh he's never honestly he's never cared about his team he, he's had great teams he's had great teams yeah and, yeah. and they have showed but that's honestly, I feel like that's from a GM and a head coaching standpoint, knowing what they're doing. Um, I would say this is a couple points I, I want to say about Anthony Lynn is Anthony Lynn. I think he should have stayed there because he's probably one of the better coaches you could have in the NFL right now. He's a yes. very leadership guy. Um, he's a very player coach, you know, like they, he's approachable. Yes. He, he does not. Yeah. Um, Basically, he doesn't turn a blind eye to his players. And you, you it's kind of hard to come by with that in the NFL, but the NFL is getting younger in the coaching staff, so you may start seeing it more. But my thing is, one of the bad things Anthony Lynn did was, as Zay, you put it, um, losing by three or less points in that last kind of quarter, fourth quarter and everything like that. And you know what came down to it? If you look back at a lot of stuff, it's – time mismanagement on yep. his end of yes. taking risky plays when it's not necessary. And it's when That's they have fault. the lead too. It's mm-hmm. when they have the lead and mm-hmm. you know, their defense might be bad, but they have, I'm pretty sure they have two pro former pro bowlers, uh, Joey Bosa and who's the quarterback Hayward. Yep. Hayward was out there. So it's not, it's not like they don't have a defense. They have good players and their offense is phenomenal. They, you know, people doubted Justin Herbert, a lot of stuff for being drafted. So high. <laughs> but you know what that that kid showed up and he's gonna probably win offensive rookie of the year if let alone rookie of the yeah. year yeah. um uh there's honestly no competition for that award for him but I, I i do believe anthony lynn should have gotten another shot and also with the chargers firing it now they're having to look for coaches when they lost out on an actually really good coach which actually now that kind of just made my mind spin a little bit no i can see anthony lynn ended up as an oc somewhere Somebody needs an offensive coordinator. I can see him sliding into that role. I'm pretty sure he'll take it. He'll take that role. Yeah. But now the caveat is, who wants to go coach for Dean Spinners? You have no fans. Now you got to run over that locker room. So, now that's something else. So we got a segment coming up, Zay, because you're flash forward ahead here. Oh, I'm sorry. About- I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm just no, thinking. That's, I'm you know, no, that's what happens. That's what sports make you do. They make you think mm-hmm. outside the bubble, outside of your brain. And then it turns into either an argument, which it shouldn't have, but it should be a, a nice cohesive argument, I guess you could say. Right. But with Anthony Lynn, um, 
best of luck to him. I think he's going to do well, way better than Adam Gaze. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, so let's go into the next coach that fired, that got fired recently. Brian, who is that? Oof. Mm, well, if you don't know, I'll uh, say it. <laughs> Mar- Marone out yep. of uh, Jacksonville. Um which another Jets incident where it's like, you guys were this bad. Like, why was he gone in week four? Like, he would wait until the end of the season. I don't get it. Um, just a really, really bad team. And yeah. just, just media, not even mediocre coaching. Just terrible. Didn't have a lot to, to, to like, he didn't have a lot, like, to ha- he didn't have a lot on his team, but he, there was no, not there. I think there was one game that was close. There's, there's nothing there. Like they and were, they were laughing stuff. It was a minor league team. I nothing. think they have a longer rebuild than the Jets do. Oh yes. Yeah. It, yeah. it, because one, you let Leonard Fournette go for, just, just let him nothing. go. No, yeah. no, because Tom Coughlin didn't like him. Because Tom Coughlin didn't like him, but so that's, he's out. That's of ridiculous. You know, that's when you have to, because everybody on that team is an adult, unless somehow they're putting twelve year olds out there and we just don't know it, but. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is everybody's an adult. Everybody can compromise in disagreements, okay? And as a coach in sports, you're looked at as a leader. You're leading this team to do something, okay? Those players are going to look up to you somehow, some way. And even if you don't, then you talk to your player and say, hey, I'm in charge, but what's your disagreement? Let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's solve this so you, can get, so you can get a rhythm going. And next thing you know, you're having a solid season and everything like that. So Doug Maroon was a long time coming long and short um but uh, it's a worst case scenario for him uh than i think adam gase i think yeah. doug maroon yeah. is out of football just like adam gase is for a while too hugh so. jackson you're a hugh jackson unfortunately that's what you are you're hugh jackson <laughs> yeah you're you're a hugh jackson and it's i can't say it's his fault because you had nothing to work with mm-hmm. i put that on the owner shot Khan. I put that on Tom Coughlin because you stripped that team of whatever you had. When you let go of Fournette and, and AJ Bouye and Ramsey, that was it. Yep. You let go of Jalen Ramsey, that's how uh, you knew the team was nothing, done. For, for nothing. For nothing. That's how you players, knew it was done. And when players openly are like, yeah, I don't want to play here, that's, that's a lost problem. lost it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you lose the whole locker room. You lost yep. it. So would it, would it be honest, honestly say that Jack Del Rio needs to come back to Jacksonville. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> if I'm him, you know what? There's one thing I will say about Jack Del Rio. Like I'm here in Florida now. When I said that was the most gangster coach walking the sideline in a leather trench coat <laughs> and, and, and calling plays, I'm like, you know what? That's a bad man. But his teams were competitive to a sense. They Are you talking about best. when they had like uh, Gerard and all that? Yeah, when they had like uh, the two Allen twins out there, they were decent. Mm-hmm. You yeah. had to play them. You didn't go there expecting to win. I mean, every football team goes anywhere expecting to win, but in Jacksonville, it wasn't a surefire win. But then when you let go of all of that, the downfall started there. Yep. So this I, was a downfall in the making. I, I in the two thousand Jaguars were pretty competitive. They were decent. Yeah, when they had, Jones, they when they had Jones Drew yeah. and all that. Yeah, watching oh, them man. compete against the Colts, like. A few other weeks. Those like, were games. Those yeah, were games. They, were real, they were fun to watch. So, yeah. wait, 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 Brian, are you saying, hey, Jacksonville, thank you for firing Jack Del Rio and getting rid of all those players so we can make playoffs <laughs> this year? Am I what? Are you saying, basically, what Zay was saying was, once Jack Del Rio left and all those players left, right, basically it made way for you this year as a Colts fan to make the playoffs. Yeah. 
<laughs> not really. No, I, we always have the chance to go. It's just like, but they they're far from actually like even the last few years they haven't they they've been hit or miss. They haven't really been mm-hmm. great or fun to watch. Yeah, like there was the whole uh, Gardner Minshew thing last year, but. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Gardner Minshew. Of Uncle Rico? Of Uncle Rico, <laughs> Rico. From Napoleon. But the thing is, is like, you know, if, if you're not a fan of his, which, I mean, you have every right to be because the numbers show pretty pretty badly. Um, but you have to also remember, he's got nothing. There's nothing. Not even a running back for him. There's nothing there. Nothing. So nothing. His, I mean, a lot of his James stats, Robinson – that's you a, can't that's, say that with a straight face. That's still that's still that's <laughs> yeah, still an average. I mean, that's an average wide receiver. That, that there's no stud. There's no Pro Bowl. There's nothing there. But oh, if you nothing. look back, if you mm-hmm. look back though, his quarterback rating is terrible. It's like in the fifties, I think. But he did throw over twenty touchdowns and only had five interceptions, which I don't see how his QBR is that low. But easy. Look at the games he had. Those games. You had those big numbers against the Texans. You, any, I could go out there and do that against the Texans. Their secondary is atrocious, you know? But, but it's like, okay, so do you put the blame on Minshew or do you put it on Jags' defense? No, I put the blame on Tom Coughlin. You're you the one who's bringing players there. You're the one shipping them out. You say, oh, this is our guy. Just like you misfired on Nick Foles. And yeah. he had no one to work with. Mm-hmm. So what do you expect? Oh, he's playing bad. Let's get him out of here. They got I mean, rid of him quick. And you fleece yeah. Chicago. I'm getting their, to a good job with that. All their players are on very short leashes. Oh, yeah. But even in, in, you know, uh, Minshew started eight games this season. Mm-hmm. 16 touchdowns, five interceptions. Oh, so 16 touchdowns, what, not 20, but. For what he had, he had 21 last year. But this, oh, that's, he went, okay. He went 21 touchdowns last year, six interceptions. This year, 16 and five. With but what you know he why? had on the field. Still inflated. Bad. Still inflated. Because how many yeah. wins do they have? One. One. <laughs> One win. All right. All right. So we've touched on Doug Maroon. We've touched on Anthony Lynn and Adam Gase. Uh, of course, there are many other coaches throughout the season that got fired. We're not going to cover them all. <laughs> a lot. But we're into the segment of now. I'm going to name a coach. Uh, we'll start with you, Brian, for each category first, and then Zay, you're after him. Okay. Give me a team where this – or you just basically you're going to say yay or nay. I'm going to name okay. a team. I'm going to name a coach. You say yay or nay if it'll work or not, okay? Okay. So the first one I got, okay, is Adam Gase, offensive coordinator at Jacksonville. Mm, nay. The clock, the clock is now running on you, Mr. Brown. Nay, nay. Nay. Zay, what do you say? Nay, 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 nay. Nah. So he's waiting, so he's waiting for Zay a phone call, nay. basically. He's waiting for <laughs> – yeah. All right, so the next one I got is Anthony Lynn, head coach, head coach, Detroit. Oh, oof, that's that's. <laughs> I will mix. say this, you know, here's a here's a fun one. If you haven't been watching, Marvin Harrison also interviewed for Detroit's head coaching job. I didn't know that. Marvin wow. Harrison is one of the people that have been interviewed for the head coaching job there, but we're talking about Anthony Lynn here. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. What do you think I mean, about, I could throw my hat in the ring. I don't know much <laughs> about coaching football, but maybe I'll throw my hat for Detroit. Who knows? <laughs> so you're saying yay is what you're saying. Uh, th- I think that'd be a good fit in Detroit. Uh, so yay. Yes. Okay. Yay. Asterisk. All right. Mm. So, 
What's asterisk. the asterisk for? What's the asterisk for? What is the future of that team? What are y'all yeah. doing in Detroit? They're, That's they're, the thing. If I, I take it, that job, who am I? Am I going to have number nine throwing the ball for me still? Or are we going to draft somebody else? That's the only caveat I would have if I'm taking a meeting with them. If they're smart, they keep Matthew Stafford, but still draft a quarterback because he is a good quarterback to learn from. Yeah. Um, and they just eat the rest of his contract. He only has like, I think, a year or two years left. Just yeah. let it happen. I, that's the smarter way to do it. Yeah. So, because then you're benefiting your younger player and also you're giving Matthew Stafford still a chance because he's still a good quarterback. Oh, yeah. It just has nothing to work with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, next one is Urban Meyer. All right. Okay. Rumored to come to the NFL. <laughs> now, you're going to have two choices here. So, you pick a team. Okay. Jags or Chargers? He'd be good at either one, but I think with those Florida ties, like we talked about a few days ago, Chris, I can see him going to Jacksonville with, if he doesn't stay in at Clemson one more season, but Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville, Urban Meyer head coach. Wait, Urban Meyer's at Clemson? No, no, he's oh, talking about Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, like Trevor Lawrence. I was Jags... like, wait, when, when did this happen? <laughs> if the Jags draft Trevor Lawrence, like having, having Urban Meyer there, I think, would bring something to the team. Okay. I, I can get with that. Zay, a sense what do you of think? respect a little bit, quote yeah. unquote. Um, if I'm Urban Meyer, I'm looking at the rosters for both sides. Yeah, I can start over and build it. Well, can I really build a team with Tom Coffin over my neck or is it still Tom Coffin's team? Or I can go to one that's kind of a six to seven win team and we can build from that. I would go to the Chargers. Okay. So... We have our first debate right there. So uh, for the fans listening to this, that is one of your questions that you'll probably see on our Instagram on to vote where Urban Meyer goes. Um, and it could be neither, but we're saying L.A. or we're saying Jacksonville. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the next one, of course, is Doug Maroon. Okay, I got him listed as a coordinator. Could be offensive, could be defensive. But I have him going to Detroit as well. I don't know if you guys say yay or nay to that. I'd say yay. Like, what's the harm? It's Detroit. Okay. Nah, man, you're going home. <laughs> All the, cool, the way you way in unfolded in Jacks, you're going home, man. It's, it's over. He's going to be hanging over. out with uh, with Gase. Him and, yeah, him, Gase, and Hugh and Hugh Jackson. They're all together. Going to be drinking some beers, mad at the teams. Do you want? Do you have Freddie Kitchens there too? Freddie Kitchens will be there along with uh, what's the name? Jeff Jeff Williams. What about Bill uh, O'Brien? Oh, Bill O'Brien, oh, man, yeah. Bill O'Brien can't leave his house. Hey, but thank you, Bill O'Brien. Thank you, Bill. I love you, Bill. Hey, you're my I knew, favorite, I Bill. knew he was going to say Thanks that. I knew. I love you. Thank you, Bill, even All though right, we're so trash. You got a yay and nay on that one as well. Uh, the last coach I want to kind of touch on is Patricia. All right. I have him listed as a defensive coordinator going to the Chargers. Yeah, Chris, we talked about that last night, and I can see that, like – he did really well in New England. Um, the dude's a rocket had, scientist. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't pan out in Detroit, but it doesn't mean he can't coach. Like Exactly. Either head coach or a coordinator somewhere. But him going to San Diego with that team, but I think L- you see a LA, lot bro. less. Brian, it's L.A. It's it just LA. rolls oh, so naturally off <laughs> his tongue. It rolls so naturally. It's been in my head for 20-something years. Like, Facts. It, it's hard to say that. It's hard to quit it. So, yay on that one. Zay, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I agree. And but the thing about it, another asterisk with me is 
you're a star defensive player. Can you get along with the man? That's I think, it. I think he could. Could you get along? You had Darius Slay. He's a top five corner if he's healthy. Can you get along with your man? You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that comes to him. The way he tried to run it, the Patriot way, works for the Patriots. Nowhere else, bro. Exactly. You That's why it's called the your Patriot mind, way. Thank you. If you Not get that the in your Lions mind, way. Exactly. The Lions don't have a way. But uh, the Lions don't have a <laughs> cause either. Losing. <laughs> Losing's the way. So, so we got a yay. Or we got two yays, one with an asterisk. So, yeah. um, Brian, before we get into your segment on the NFL still, we're still on NFL, folks, if you're still listening here. And it's going to get juicy because pickums are coming. Pickums are coming. Uh, I want to say congrats to Cleveland. It's going to be short and brief. But I'm going to say <laughs> congrats. You made it. Your head coach isn't going to be there due to COVID and five other players, including your star center. Um, Antonio. So good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor, quote unquote, from Hunger Games. So, yeah. Um, but <laughs> with, with that, with, you know, here's the thing if you're a Cleveland fan, just celebrate that you finally yeah. ended the drought. You ended the drought. So, and you have a lot to look forward to next year, too. So, um, and you know what? If they win the first round, then the, I, they're basically putting it in my mouth and they're like, shut up. Just just shut yeah, up. Yeah, put so, it in your mouth. Like if they if they can come out and beat Pittsburgh with everything that's happened to them the last day with their coaching and COVID, like props to them. Like yeah. wow. Exactly. All right. So with that, Brian, take us away to your subject that you always wanted to talk about. Let's hear it. What's it called? Uh, with how delusional quarterbacks. Here uh. we go. We all saw the collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles this season and their delusional quarterback, Carson Wentz. <laughs> we all like know the, the relationship there in Philly with Doug Peterson is not good. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, I'm just going to read you this um, from what uh, I did some research last night. And on CBS Sports, Wentz's cap situation has $66 million of fully guaranteed. Oh, he signed oh. this June 6, 2019, four-year deal, $128 million, and the extension is kicking in 2021 season. So, so it hasn't even fall. started yet. Hasn't even started yet. So in this offseason, who, who do you think would be dumb enough or, I don't know, maybe they see something in them to be like, you know what, let's bring – Carson over here. I know. What I know. <laughs> so they're, they're old trading partners. Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. This is what Jacksonville is going to do, right? You're going to sniff around Philly again. Hey, what's he's worth? Oh, we'll take that contract. We got a boat ton of money. We got the second largest cap space in the league. We can do it. Watch them do that. And they're going to screw up the draft. I guarantee it. They're not going to take a quarterback with their pick. They're going to go for skilled players and go after Wentz. I'm predicting that. Watch it happen. I'm calling it. So, they, so Carson Wentz to Jacksonville. And they're going to draft Devontae Smith. Watch it. I'm calling Oof. that. Oh. I'm calling that. They're going to give him right. a weapon there. Okay. I'm calling that. This crystal ball right there. <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing with what you just said, Zay, is I can't disagree with it because it's, 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 very, it's very real that it could happen because it's, it's, happen, it's happened once already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is what I think. So since his contract extension doesn't kick in till next year, I think they're going to keep him 
And what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to go two seasons into that four year extension with them to eat as much as they can of that guaranteed money, cut them loose and then part ways. He's going to be riding the bench the whole time to Jalen hurts. I'm telling you, Philly believe in Jalen hurts, but just don't give up the contract extension yet. Wait a little bit, save your money and eat the contract that you can't because here's a, here's a good, here's a good way of looking at it. Okay. (laughs) And I know Brian can relate to this because he is a diehard angels fan. When you sign Josh Hamilton, who Mm. didn't even play a full season ever. And let alone when he did play, he was terrible. And he signed five years there, right? It was 150 mil, right? Yep. What did the Angels do? The Angels ate away, what, two or three seasons of it. Ate the money. And ate the money, cut it, and now they're not paying anything. Now they have money. It's going to be a long road for Philly. They got to eat the contract for a couple more years, get closer to how much of that guaranteed money he's owed, and cut the fat and let it go. That couple more years, though, like, look at this. All right, he has a lot of money coming to him. He's got... Uh, roster bonuses so he's on the roster second string quarterback on the bench he's gonna be the highest paid bench player in the league like, oh that's no question there's no going like, around that there's no going around that like unless he goes to he, jacksonville this goes jacksonville the team dumb <laughs> enough to get him um he had a bad season he led the league in interceptions this year he had 15 it was tied for first <laughs> that's a great he's, tie right there he's delusional to think that he wasn't the issue, his performance this season is what led to Hurts starting, given Hurts got taken out after rushing for two touchdowns on Sunday, whatever. He doesn't deserve that C on his chest. The C, the C on his jersey, he probably thinks stands for Carson and not Captain. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, he can't he can't take full responsibility. He's blaming others. Like if I were on that team, I wouldn't want to play with him. <laughs> and the, and you know what the thing is is like philly doesn't have a bad roster they have a lot of injuries of course they are very um, injury prone but now mm-hmm. but now it's starting to switch from the carson wentz problem to the doug peterson problem yeah with when he benched jalen hurts for no reason basically but long behold it was something that they planned on doing which i highly doubt that not if players want to fight you exactly so he had be two players had to be held back from Doug Peterson. That shows that that locker room has no camaraderie from their head coach. Yeah, they're completely let alone Carson out. Wentz. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's the sad thing is like when NFL Twitter of like other players that are on the Eagles are and even retired players are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like that's when you know it's a problem. When the other coach is like, "That was weird. I didn't expect that." Like, yeah, that's an issue and. I think I mean you won your ring with with Nick Foles, not Carson Wentz. Exactly. Uh, it, the Philly special. So, Philly special. Clean house. The names are there, but maybe like they're not gonna listen anymore. It's time for a fresh face. Peterson's not gonna work out. Get rid of him, get rid of Wentz. And I have Start one after. I have one more thing to add to Philly. The only thing they have going well for them is in their they're in the trashiest division ever so they they couldn't even they could they could always they could always catch up though that's the thing but here's the thing also i want to say before we go into pickums is just a a little quick side note washington watch out next year they're on the rise you know what not even next year watch out for them sunday i'm glad you're going to pickums i'm ready for this (laughs) all right so i think zay has been waiting a long time for some pickums uh brian just to let you know i never let you know this zay was part of our um oh my god I can't even think draft uh, 
Fantasy football. Fantasy football. draft. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> For the, the biggest past, thing. <laughs> the past two seasons. I didn't do it this year. I, I'm really disappointed in myself. I don't think but, nobody did. But we always do the draft class when we go to each person's house, have a little cookout, mm-hmm. some food, and then actually do a live draft board. I love it. Which is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Zay, I'm going to name off some matchups here, okay? And I want you to give me your picks and the best game to watch. Okay. Okay? So okay. we're going to start with the NFC first, okay? The NFC first is – Seattle versus LA. Okay. Tampa versus Washington. New Orleans versus Chicago. Who do you have in each of those three? I'm going Seattle, New Orleans, and Washington. And then what's the game to watch for you on NFC? For me, and it's the weirdest pick, but I'm saying Tampa Bay and Washington. Okay. All right. Brian, who do you got? I got uh, Seattle. New Orleans, and I picked Tampa Bay over Washington. Okay. And what's the game that you would want to watch? It could be the same one as Zay, too. So whatever you want to pick. Um, I was leaning towards that, but being on the West Coast here, like seeing Seattle and L.A., like watching it all the time this season and then seeing it in the playoffs on Saturday. They're playing Saturday, I think. Yeah. Um, Seeing that Saturday is going to be fun. And they're two well-rounded teams. Yeah, being out here in LA County is gonna be gonna be fun <laughs> to see whatever happens. <laughs> All right. So for my picks, I've got of course my birds. They're flying high. It. They're flying high. It. Jared Goff's not there, so Seattle taking this round one. I got New Orleans over Chicago, even though Mitch Trubisky has been playing phenomenally well. And then I've got Washington over Tampa because Chase Young wants Tom Brady. Not even that. It's Alex Smith. That's what I'm saying. Alex Smith, they got to rename the comeback play the year award after Alex Smith. Yes. The man Mm -hmm. was supposed to die. It wasn't going to walk again. You got to take off your leg. You came in and when you're a starter, you're at five and one or four and one when you're a starter. Come on, man. And then not even that. That defense is scary. Yes, it yeah, does. That's a scary defense. You guys, he, uh, the, the listeners, like, if you get a chance, watch that E60 doc. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. Like, it so rips good. your heart out. It's so cringy with the injury. Like, he went through a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So, he I would deserves also every say, comeback award. He got to win it. Not alone, not just him, but Ron Rivera deserves coach of the year. Easily. Yeah. Went through Easily. cancer, went through cancer, beat it, came back, took him One to the playoffs. One year division. Yep. Granted, it's a 7-9 record, and I know we got to talk about the AFC as well, but the only reason I'm so enamored with Washington is, I'll be honest with you, I can maybe name five players on that roster, but when you watch them on the field, it's these guys are scrappy, they mm-hmm. play well, and they have a scary good secondary. And if yep. Mike Evans isn't playing, I'm not so much worried about Antonio Brown as I am Chris Godwin because yeah. I know that my front seven is going after Brady. And that boy yeah. Chase Young, he's gonna get defensive rookie of the year. Like yep. he's that guy. He's what you drafted number two overall for. He's worth his appetite. So I, I don't know why. I'm just saying the Redskins correction football team's gonna win it. Yeah, yep. Chase Chase Young is gonna go full bane on Brady's gonna be like, I broke you, Brady. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. So we're going to the AFC now. Uh we're gonna start with you, Zay, again. We've got Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. We've got Baltimore versus Tennessee, and we've got Indy versus Buffalo. Who you got? And what okay. what game are you watching? I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking Indy. Oh. I'm also taking Tennessee. 
Okay. And the game I'm watching because don't say everyone back home's a Titans fan. I just love King Henry. <laughs> that is a monster. <laughs> watching him so run. I'm watching him. Like man, no one can stop this dude. So I'm going to be watching that game the most. Okay. All right, Brian. Who do you got, and what are you watching? Uh, I got Pitt against Cleveland. Um, the Steelers for that one. I go against my Colts. Um, I pick Bills. Um, the Colts could take them, but. Buffalo is scary, and I think can deal. <laughs> they're the Kansas only team State. that can take on Casey. They're the they're, only team. They're really good, and they know it. Um, and then I got Tennessee over Baltimore. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what game are you watching? You gonna watch your Colts? Ooh, I'm watching the Colts for sure. Uh, you don't believe that defense, Brian? I, I think the Colts. The Colts can take them. I, I think the I think their defense can hold them. Um, that's why I'm taking your team. Is that defense? I, I, I should have had more faith in them, but the Bills just I, – I've watched a few games this season. They're, they're good. Just, they're <laughs> so good. good. <laughs> That's a good team. Like, all around, team. they're a good team. It's they are. Crazy. That's a good team. Um, I'm excited for Tennessee Baltimore. Excited for Lamar yeah. Jackson and Derrick Henry to see what he's going to do. Who's going to have the most rushing yards? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're a quarterback or you're the running back. That's, that's the crazy man. part. Tennessee. you got to um, be Tennessee. So, I got – all right, so I picked Pitt over Cleveland. One, Cleveland's head coach is, is gone. That means there's just going to be too much of a mess there. Uh, I got Baltimore <laughs> over Tennessee, mm. and I've got Buffalo over Indy. Um, the game I'm going to watch, I'm also agreeing with you, Brian, is Baltimore versus Tennessee. Those are like two of the – it's like the same team playing each other. Must it see literally football. is. Must see football. And it's just like I think Derrick Henry is going to – easily run over 100 yards easily lamar jackson easily gonna run over 100 yards too let alone he's probably gonna get two passing touchdowns in there but i think it's gonna come down to depth and baltimore has more depth when mm. players tire out yeah. than tennessee does and i think agreed. baltimore takes that game agreed so i'm just going more of i prefer Tennessee's run game over Baltimore's run game because as you saw last year in that was the AFC uh semifinals when you saw them play they just ran and they, ran and ran it was ran yeah. run run but now watching Ryan Tannehill play I got more faith in him as an actual passer now mm-hmm. I believe he, now he, another year in the system he's gonna be all right he reminds me of a prime Alex Smith he's a safe quarterback he doesn't Three. shoot for long balls he yeah. shoots for that seams up the middle and the slot kind of thing he doesn't go crazy long or anything like that so yeah. and that's what um, made Alex Smith so good in uh San Francisco and uh, Kansas mm-hmm. City yep exactly. so, and now and he's doing it in Washington he's yeah. doing it in Washington so no it's it's great to see him back too so um that's a re that's just a, a wrap on NFL we still got more sports to come so yeah. um really quick um for college football tonight is the Heisman Trophy Award winner um you guys can disagree with me with all you want but the four um Finalists are uh, Kyle Trask, uh, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Devontae uh, uh, Smith. And if you uh, – I'm going to – I'm sorry. I'm going to agree to dis- disagree with whatever you say if you don't say the same player as I do. It's Devontae Smith. I agree. Easily. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Easily. I agree. That is – I don't even remember when the last time a wide receiver won the Heisman. Yeah, this this <laughs> this this kid has done everything since day one as a freshman. Yeah, in Alabama, and then Alabama has had the best offense they've had in years. That's why they also have Mac Jones on the Heisman finalist there. But 
Devontae Smith easily taking the Heisman vote. I think he just kind of runs away with the votes. Um, and I think, honestly, if people want to say, but Trevor Lawrence did this, Trevor Lawrence didn't even play a full season. People are living in the past with Trevor Lawrence, and he just lost Thank you. humiliation yeah. Thank to you. Ohio State. Josh Thank Fields you. put on a show. Thank okay. you. I, he missed a few games this year. He missed Thank two you. because of COVID. Uh, so two, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is like, even if you miss two games, how can, how can you say he's a first-place guy unless he put up numbers that you can't even think of? But people are going like this, but look at what he did then. That's the past. We're talking about this season alone. That's right. what a Heisman is. That's what an MVP is. It's just this season, not last season. If you want to talk about it, go to the Hall of Fame. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so Devontae Smith, I think we can all agree, is definitely going to take yeah. the Heisman. Agreed. And it's well-earned. Very well-earned. I, I have a little uh, – the last wide receiver to win the Heisman was Desmond Howard – of Michigan in 1991. And what happened so, to his career when he went for years? Mm. <laughs> Let's look. That's a that's in the archives. We'll have to look that up later. But I can um, tell you, it wasn't that pretty. <laughs> it, it wasn't that pretty. I I honestly think just one little thing. I think second place votes. I think a lot of people are sleeping on it, but I I really think Kyle Trask deserves it from Florida. He put up the most touchdowns, the most yards. He did everything a quarterback was supposed to do. Yeah, he lost some games, but he played the full season. Okay, I get it. Mac Jones has been phenomenal. He's going to the, the finals in the college mm-hmm. football playoffs. But Kyle Trask didn't have as much as what Mac Jones had. He didn't have a Devontae Smith. But okay. but I, I, I mean, set in stone, Devontae Smith taking the Heisman. That's, the rebuttal yeah. i got to give you for Kyle Trask, though, is you say that he didn't have as much as Mac Jones had. Well, if – Devontae Smith isn't there with Mac Jones beater? That's that's a good question. Honestly, yes, because Nick Saban is still the king of college football. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's it's like yeah. it's like when you had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. That's what this is right now. And let alone Mac Jones also learned from Jalen Hurts for a season. He learned from Tua. So he's he's had time to develop. Yeah, he came up later in his years in college but he had the time to develop and i think he would still just be as good okay okay so that's it for college football um we're gonna go on a quick little uh skit here with the baseball because baseball right now me and brian love baseball uh zay i don't know i I know it's not your favorite sport but you you like to watch you like to go to the games right i love to go to the games i do okay i will say this baseball right now has been boring and yeah. moves. like the like there's all these free agents and it doesn't even have to be headliners but there's all these free agents nobody's signing anything it's kind of weird but i have george springer if you guys don't know him he is the former center fielder for the astros or the or i was going to say asterix but i had to say astros um, <laughs> but so far the lead team to get him is toronto okay and george springer is 30 years old mm-hmm. he Honestly, was probably the best player last year for the Astros. Um, but they're willing to give up $125 million for George Springer. Is he worth that amount of money, Brian? No. Thank you for saying that. His, okay, he's worth that money if you were going off of postseason stats alone. Okay. Like what he did, I mean, can you even count that now? I don't know. Whole, when when playoffs uh, happen in baseball, game. the the most random players are the ones who step up. But yeah. he he hits for power. He's got great power. Doesn't drive a lot of guys in. Also, 
lot of strikeouts. Um, let's see his, he gets on base a little bit in this last season with the 60 games he played in 51 of them. OBP was 359, slugging was 540, his OPS was 899. His uh, war this year was 2.2. It's not um, bad. Not bad, but I don't I don't think Toronto needs it. They're I, they're good without him. And I think they have a solid outfield. Um, I would much prefer him to go to the Mets. I think the Mets could use him, but I don't think they should give him that amount of money. Like yeah. I said last night, four years eighty. Like if that, maybe less. Gotcha. Zay, what do you think? Um, no, no, I'm not giving you that. No, okay. not at all. No yeah. way. Now, granted, I'm not a big baseball aficionado as you two are, but I know enough about it. Toronto don't do that out of desperation. Toronto's got a young core. They <laughs> have do like, out of desperation. They, they literally, like Brian said, that it's, it's so, there's so much youth there and they should use it. And it looks very promising. So I would yeah. say also no, uh, George Springer. Sorry, but you're not going to get 125 mil. And if the if the Blue Jays do do that, then we got to talk about another podcast coming up. Of yeah. just, just <laughs> yeah. we just need to make our own separate yeah. podcast of just contracts to burn in the MLB. Some contracts. I think like touching on like the Blue Jays. Like if you're, gonna, if you're thinking of spending that type of money, use it for a need like pitching. Yep. Yeah. Like they did that last rumored, year. Yeah, you've been rumored to get Liam Hendricks. Go get Liam Hendricks. There's rumors about Trevor Bauer going there. Go get Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Like trade for a guy, do something. But there's guys out there you can easily sign for one to two years. Way less. Solid pitchers and for way a lot less. less money. Way less. Use, Don't use spend that money. Cap, yeah, use that cap space for the next season. Say you yeah. want Francisco Lindor or he will Corey be available. Like, yeah. Will be available. I, I it's basically saying go after your needs, not your wants. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so we're done with Springer. Let's talk about this is a random one that probably a lot of people are not following about, but Yasiel Puig to the Yankees, possibly. Does that work out? Zay, I know, like you said, you don't follow baseball too too much, but I know, I know who you, that guy is. You oh, know yeah, who Yasiel Puig is. <laughs> that attitude. I don't know the if it's atti- gonna work up there. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, it's your Looking attitude. In the yeah, like you're a good player, but the attitude up there with the Bankies, I don't know. That doesn't work up there. It's kind of like how the Patriots are on football. You're going to follow how they play. It's the reason people want to go play for the Yankees because you know that you're a perennial team that has a chance to go to the World Series every year. Every year. So you don't and think he goes to New York? If he goes, he got to get that attitude in check. You can't go with a chip on your shoulder. You can't. Yeah. But he, perform- he performs. Team. he performs well. Um, I know Brian's going to harp in on it. I'm just going to say really quick, the Yankees are injury prone. And with that, mm-hmm. Brian, go ahead and take it away with that. Uh, Zay, I agree with you. I think um, he's got to have an attitude adjustment if he goes to New York. But I think that not playing this last season and having contracts fall through and then him bouncing around three clubs last year between the mm-hmm. Dodgers, the Reds, and then the Indians, like – People are tired of his antics a little bit, like his, his attitude. He's got to show up to practice. He's got to play. He's got to remember how many outs there are. He's a fun player to watch. <laughs> like yeah. watching him against the Angels, I hated it. But like seeing him on different teams, like he the fans love him. He's really good for baseball. I think he'd be great in New York with an attitude adjustment. They need the depth. I don't think they're going to re-sign Brett Gardner. No. Uh, Aaron Hicks, I don't think, can play center field every day because – He's injury prone as well. Aaron Judge is mm-hmm. injury prone. You, Clint Frazier's good out there. Throw him in right when Judge is taking the day off or at the DH. 
Stanton is not playing the outfield. Get a guy like Puig. He can play any corner spot, even play center. Um, I think he'll do well, and he's got opposite field power. That short porch and right, he's going to hit for homers. And to add to that, he's going to sell tickets. If we can go back, if we can go back, if they have fans, but you're going to sell a, merchandise, you know. That's a bold prediction, there, Zay. That's a bold yeah. prediction. <laughs> and Asterisk. There's, not a, there's all a, not a lot of numbers left, so his 66 yes. is going to go well in New York because everyone's coming in with high numbers now. Exactly. You know what? So. Also, Chris, I was just thinking about it because you know, out there in San Diego, how come nobody's talking about the moves they made? Oh, we talked about it last episode. Oh, that I'm was just our... saying, like, no, no, still nobody's still talking about it. Like, it's like crazy. on ESPN and stuff. Yeah. Well, ESPN I, doesn't like baseball. It, yeah, ESPN does <laughs> not like baseball. They, like they, Jeff they already give they up. Like su- they give Probably up. Jeff they give up Sunday night baseball and Monday night baseball, and then they're like, "That's it. That's all you get." So <laughs> they're like, "There's too many games played. We can't follow the metrics. We can't do all that." But San Diego, if if nobody's listening about San Diego's moves. They're winning. The they're, NLS. they're playing that, to win now. That's my that's my pick that I did last yeah. last week or uh, yeah, it was last week. Um, last week they're yeah. winning the NL West. Brian has the Dodgers still, and by like a that, couple games. But yeah, it's going to be close, so it's going to be fun to watch. But um, the next topic for MLB, uh, we were going to talk about DJ LeMahieu, but that's kind of you know, there's nothing really going on with that. It's basically between two teams. It's between the Yankees and the Dodgers, basically. Um, Dodgers taking the front runner on that, but let's talk about Hall of Fame for baseball. Okay, how the Hall of Fame works right now is writers are the ones that vote the players in. Okay, mm-hmm. just the writers, there's nobody else that can put somebody into the Hall of Fame for baseball. With that being said, Brian, how would you change that and how to get a person entered into MLB Hall of Fame? Well. We talked about it last night, too. I think, well, right now, a lot of writers are taking a stance on, um, rightfully so, with how players act off the field. And a lot of the guys that are uh, on that ballot this year, keep in mind, like, for example, Kurt Schilling, um, not a great guy off the field. He's very hard politically. He hates all the left wingers. Um, he's he got a big mouth, needs to keep it shut. I yep. think he's borderline, probably is racist like his his comments out there has been have been terrible and i and voters are going off of that because this last year has been huge turmoil but it's something that i think they need to learn to grow as a person um because you don't necessarily need to be a hall of famer on the field but you have to be a hall of famer off the field given there are old guys in the hall of fame that weren't the best guys off the field you know they were had their struggles off they beat they probably weren't great with other races on their team, but they're in. Um, but I think this is weighing more on, if you don't vote for those guys, you need to vote for the guys that either did steroids or allegedly did steroids. So Barry Bonds, go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You were a Hall of Famer before it, you were doing steroids. It was so. an era yeah. that you couldn't avoid because everybody yeah. was doing it. Everybody so. was doing it. Yeah. And it so. made baseball fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Another home run. Look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like it's like when you go on the Oprah show, you get a home run, you get a home Facts. run, you get a home yeah. run. Facts. And you oh. love watching the Giants play. I can tell you right now, for my community, my culture, if you're not playing baseball out there, you watch because of certain players, you know, and Barry Bonds, one of those guys. We didn't know he was doing steroids at the time until he got caught, but yeah, he made us watch the game. You didn't know what he was going to do. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, so I agree with Brian four thousand percent. If you're gonna vote this way, you gotta vote the other way too. Yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be two to tango. So gotta be with with that, Brian. How would you make the voting happen then? How would you change it? Uh, voting, we touched on it last night. You know, split it between the writers and the veterans committee. I know when guys mm-hmm. fall off the ballot after a certain number of years, um, they get voted on by the veterans committee after. Um, Ron Santos, one that comes to mind with the Cubs. Um, I think he got it um, after he passed away, and it's mm-hmm. more of a. It was more of a. We did this much with the Cubs. Like you're a big personality. Um, we voted you in as former players, and I think they should have more say with the uh, the guys that are on the ballots now. Because there's there's great guys on there. Tory yeah. Hunter's on there. Mark Burley's on there. Um, so I think now, splitting that... it with guys that played on the field and against those guys would so, help with the vote. To add to that, so does that. Do you think in your perspective, if that is the way of if voting does start to happen where the Players Association and the writers have like a 50-50 split on their votes, if they can't come to terms with somebody going into the Hall of Fame, does just nobody go into the Hall of Fame that year? It happened a few years ago. Okay. Zay, you got anything to add with that? Um, yes and no, in a sense. My thing is, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, I hate that it's just the writers are the main ones who put the guys in. Mm-hmm. The players, retired players, people in the Hall of Fame, I think should have more of a say because really it's a fraternity. You know, it's, hey, we did our thing. We're in Cooperstown for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we saw what you did with your franchise. You did so much with franchise, but like how Brian said earlier, you're a terrible person off the field. You're great on and off the field. You, should, you, you deserve the jacket here with us. You're supposed to be here with us. So I think that players should definitely have more of a say into who goes to the Hall of Fame because it's for them. It's not for the writers. Yeah. yeah. You know? And Gold Glove, Gold Glove is voted by that. It's voted by your peers. Exactly. Because yeah, they're the ones watching you day in and day out. On the field. That's the thing. Exactly. They're, they're getting the first person view of everything. Yes. Um, the thing is, is there are probably a million things that writers don't see. They just see numbers and headlines. That's, That's it. it. That's it. So, we, I think we all agree um, MLB needs to change it to a 50-50 uh, Players Association and writers. And, you know, um, I think that would be great. I think that that would actually draw more people to play baseball, too. I yeah. Think. yeah. So Or to watch it, at least. Um, but that's all we have for MLB. So oh, no, one, one quick thing oh, before you do that. I'm sorry. I just thought about it. Kudos for the MLB for actually – Given the the Negro League, the respect that yes, is due yes. for thousands and thousands of years coming. That's going to make more brothers and sisters out there interested in the sport. It's going to be more of my people want to play the game. My badge. I had to throw that in there. No, don't say you're bad. No, that's something that's no. something that is that that should have been taken care of a long time ago. Yes, but they long finally time did coming. It. They finally did it. So you know what? Kudos for them. And the Red Sox just hired a black woman with the Bianca minority. Taylor. To, yeah. yeah, to coach. So I'm like, yeah. all right. All right, so baseball is, you know, they're, they're getting us more included, which I love because yeah. I know a lot of my cousins, they love baseball, but they don't play because they say I'm not a racist, not trying to incite anything at all. But they say that's a white man sport or a Hispanic or Dominican or Latino person sport. Yeah. They don't see it as something that we can go in and play too. So kudos for MLB for doing that. That exactly. diversity is a big thing for any culture to grow, not mm-hmm. just sports, but just yeah. in, in, in life. As a society, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the Negro Leagues were – Top of the line. On the they same had... par as Major League <laughs> yeah, yep. Baseball then. Yep. Like, like those numbers should have counted. Like, you see the numbers Jackie Robinson put up or Satchel Page. Like, he, they, were, they could have done – they do that in both leagues. Like, they do. 
Bob so Gibson. It was Bob, just as, Bob Gibson yeah, was Rex, great. Bob Gibson. Just as competitive. So mm-hmm. kudos to MLB for doing that. I'm fully on board. That's great. Yeah. Um, no, that's just a that's a great thing that you brought up, Zay. We we appreciate it and everything like that. It's something that needs to be acknowledged, and yeah. it, and it's it's making headlines, which it should be. So, mm-hmm. um, with that though, we're gonna kind of change sports here a little bit. We're going to the NBA. All right, so it's NBA season. It's football mm-hmm. season. Um, it's a good time here in America for those two sports. Um, the first topic I want to bring up is Steph Curry, sixty-two points the other night. Um. <laughs> The question is, and Brian put it out to the Instagram, if you liked yeah. it or not, is Golden State back? Zay, what do you think? No. <laughs> that that's, a quick, that's a quick even, no. Quick no. no. Uh, just no, the they're not back. No. Curry, you're going to have more 62-plus point games this year. Your roster's not good. Um, When you're Steph Curry, we expect that from you. What we don't expect is Draymond Green not scoring. We don't expect Kelly Oubre going four for 17 from the three-point line. You're there, and it sucks for Kelly Oubre because you're there until Clay Thompson comes back, then you're out again. We we expect Andrew Wiggins, a former number one pick, to play like a number one pick. You're also like nine for 45 from the three-point line. That's not Golden State basketball. So now they're forced to change. Yeah, they're on a hot streak now because Curry is playing like an MVP because if he is mentioned in the conversation, he should get it if the team is somewhat competitive. Because without yeah. him, they're terrible. Yeah. But no, they're no Golden State's not back. Not, not at all. Yeah, they're, that sixty-two point game between him and Draymond Green combined, they scored sixty-three points. Exactly. <laughs> so, get Who one point what? from Draymond. That's it. It's it's safe to say Golden State fans out there listening to this, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your no. hopes up. And well, I think I think this year, given it's a shortened season because it started in December, but they're not going to be the number one seed like they used to be. They're not going to be the championship caliber team, but I think they'll be competitive enough to get in the playoffs this year. So like an eight seed? No. Yeah, eight, seven? Who who are they? Okay, so let's talk about the playoff teams. Then. What, what team is Golden State going to knock out of the top eight? Because Golden State's not in the top eight for I, me. I was – I had Minnesota at the eight seed, but they're playing terrible. Oh no, that's that's they, Phoenix. They spot. they looked oh, good God. on paper before the season started, but they are playing yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. I think I, I I feel so bad for the man from what all he went through during this yeah. offseason. Oh yeah, that and, was and, terrible. And, him. and you know what? I would not blame him for taking the, the season off. I wouldn't blame yeah. him it's, to get his mind to get his family right. To get yeah. his yeah, it's, mm-hmm. he's just not there. And you know you can't blame him when he goes through so many losses in the family. Yeah. So, um, but I did have the Timberwolves at eight. Um, before, before we go into the, the seed picks here though, Zay, um, I do want to talk about a topic that's in the West. Who do you give the Suns success to? The GM. You're going with the GM. Okay. We didn't even talk about that. Wow. The GM. I mean, think about it. I think they got a new GM this year, right? I think don't, don't quote me on that. Uh, I think, I think the top front office kind of got shifted around. We'll have to look we'll have to fact check that one. So. They might, yeah, don't quote me on that, but... It's James Jones. Oh, James Jones, that's right. He got championship DNA. He won rings with, in Miami with LeBron. I think he got mm-hmm. some in Cleveland with LeBron. So now that you know how to build a winning franchise, okay, James, yeah, James Jones was there two years ago. That's right. But you saw what that team needed, a true point guard. You would have got one of the best to ever do it. Look nice. at that team now. Yeah. 
Look at that team now. Phoenix, you got to, like, all snap. We got to prepare for these boys now. It's not just, oh, we're going to Phoenix, easy duck. Because you got to worry about Devin Booker scoring 300 points and they still lose by five. You got to worry about that no more. Now, you got to play for Chris Paul, who's still playing at an all-star level. He's like 34, 35. He's been doing it for a while. DeAndre Ayton looks like a number one pick. Devin Booker, solid all-star. Mikael Bridges that they got out there, they got a good real-rounded team. And and it also helps that they're carrying it on from an undefeated season in the bubble. They are. Yeah. They, they, oh, they're they're doing in the bubble. Um, Brian, what do you got to add for the Suns? I know you didn't pick the GM, so who'd you pick? I, I mean, it ties into the GM. He brought Chris Paul over, and mm-hmm. you you saw what he did with OKC last year. Like yeah, that team was, was not, not supposed to win hey, anything. I yeah. was I was so <laughs> proud of OKC because I I'm a Sonics fan, and then I got to shift over OKC. Mm-hmm. The way that Chris Paul came in for one season, took care of business, made everybody on that team he was an very cohesive, too. and yeah, and just he knew how to run the floor was great. And you know, I wasn't upset to see him go because we did get a lot of, a lot out of it from Phoenix, so I can't be mad at that. But I'm happy for Chris Paul that he's having the success there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're a fun team to watch, and Chris Paul it seems as though he's getting better with age, like LeBron. Like yeah. he's still doing his thing on the floor. He stays. Yeah relatively healthy um he knows how to command it and the players listen and i think he's a great guy to have on the floor with Devin booker yeah i totally agree i think i think so zay with you saying the gm totally agree with that brian you saying chris paul you know perfect matchup with the gm and the the chris paul choice i i totally agree 100 with both of you guys um another team to talk about um the sixers aren't playing terrible they're playing a lot better than what mm-hmm. people expected it to be um <laughs> six and one i will say yeah. this joel Embiid is phenomenal this year he's playing like he should be um but we did talk about minnesota struggling um and we already kind of went in depth on that so what do you think is the Sixers' success why are they having so much success because they're finally playing to what their team should be what we've all known year in year out you got two perennial all-stars and your point guard and your big man. They don't need to be shooting 400 threes a night. You know, Ben Simmons is not going to take a three ball. Doc Rivers no. saying, you know no. what? No. <laughs> Doc Rivers is letting Ben Simmons be Ben Simmons. That's, hey, get to the rack, go to the free throw line. That's all he has to do. Yep. Play within your role. Now you want to go get the best shooter in the league right now, and I've always said it, the real Curry, Seth Curry, Seth the one who actually can shoot better than his brother <laughs> – is doing his thing. You got Danny Green who's still producing. Yeah. And a quiet thing, Dwight Howard is playing well off the yeah. bench. Off the bench. Yeah. He did that off well in LA too. Did it with the Lakers last year. Um, exactly. This, uh, this past game against uh, Charlotte, Dwight off the bench, nine points, 13 rebounds. That's off what he's bench. meant to do. That's what, That's he's what you're meant to do. do. Yeah. And so you can't be mad at that. Daryl Morey did a better job building this team than he did in Houston. Yeah. I was surprised uh, Dallas gave up Seth Curry. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he was a good fit there. Um, but they wanted Josh Richardson that bad. Yeah, they wanted him really bad. Um, but that's a solid team. Um, and they're finally taking that step with Doc Rivers there. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a good coach for that team as well. He's gonna have more success than he's back on the East Coast. Yes, I think so. I think so. I think it was I, time to get. It was very. T- it was a long time coming. Long time yeah. coming to get out of LA. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um. So, going on from from former Doc Rivers head coach uh, team, Boston. Um, so Jalen Brown, 
already in the front runner for MVP this year. Already. Like, he's number one. This dude's on fire. But the thing is, Celtics have a lot of injuries right now, so the Celtics are still struggling, even with a hot Jalen Brown right now. So what do you think the Celtics should do during the season or even next season for depth wise, what do you think should be a good kind of thing that they need to go after? Like what position? Mm, Jalen Brown plays the three, right? He's the always a two. He's a shooting guard or small four. Does he play both? He, he plays both. Okay. Well, before I even get into that, he could have been in a Memphis Grizzly uniform if he would have traded them Tyreek <laughs> Evans. Yeah. I'm still mad about that. Like we could have had him, but we did not want to trade Tyreek Evans. Okay, back, back to the subject. Oh, man, I'm still salty about that. What I think that they should do now, get more wing players that are veterans. Okay. That are proven. You know, just like how Vince Carter was in the latter years of his career, like how Grant Hill was. Get some guys like that. Say, hey, I don't need you to give me 30 minutes tonight. Give me 18 to 20. Knock down a couple three balls, play defense. Just give my guys a little spell break. Get your win so they can get back out there. The problem with them right now is they have a lot of young guys that you really don't know who they are. They're playing well, but they still need somebody off the bench that can create and take pressure off of Tatum and Brown. Yeah, there's no, always a focal point. There's no, like, not necessarily older guy, but a guy that's been around, you know. Like, last year, I think they had they had Gordon Hayward there. I mean, Well, Kemba Walker was good. Kemba Walker's good. He's he's hurt right now. Injury's yeah, seen minutes, Injury but when, Once he gets back, I think he's that guy for them. Um, but go out and – I mean, he's kind of older, but J.J. Barea spent his almost entire career in Dallas. Like, mm-hmm. he was a guy coming off the bench giving 10, 12 minutes. Like they said, a couple threes. Uh, put pressure on the offense, on the opposing team, and set back down. Get that jolt back in the team if they're struggling on the floor. Yeah, they need a good, like, Fred Van Vliet. That's what they yeah. – they're missing that. A lot of teams in the league are missing a Fred Van Vliet. But it's only so much of them in the league now. So if you're Boston, you know, Danny Ainge knows how to make deals. He knows how to go and get players. He can fleece a team. I'm a Grizzlies fan. I know about getting fleeced. He'll fleece a team out of anything. He'll find a way to get it done. So he go out there, get a Fred Van Vliet type player. Boston's going to be terrible. Well, I'm going to say terrible. It's going to be terribly good. Yeah. And a a signing nobody talks about for Boston, Tristan Thompson. No one talks about that. That's a good, that's a good one. No one talks about that. Yeah. I know I totally agree with the Tristan Thompson thing. I also agree with everything you guys said for, for Boston. Um, one of the two last topics I have here. Um, this is just kind of like a yay or nay uh, question. Is Steve Nash a good fit as a head coach for the Brooklyn Nets? Brian, let's go to you first. Uh, when this, when this came out of him going to uh, Brooklyn, I was a little floored by it. Um, given like their like the history of New York with just first time coaches and see how that went. Like uh correct me if I'm wrong, but like Jason Kidd, I think he coached the Knicks and they I mean it's the Knicks of the Knicks, but I think he went to the Nets. <laughs> did did he go to the Knicks? I don't remember. Anyway, some team in New York. He went up there. <laughs> yeah, he, he's somewhere up there. One of one of those teams. Um but I mean now he's in LA assistant coach for Lakers, but um, it was weird because, like, it's like you think of Steve Nash, you're like, oh, like two-time MVP, future Hall of Fame point guard, but you don't think of him as a coach. Um, not like kind of a quiet guy on the court, did his thing, was a leader, but seeing him as a coach was different. But so far, like, he's got a healthy Kyrie and a healthy Durant. 
Well, not right now. And, but with those guys, though, like that says a lot about your coaching. Like, look at look at the Lakers and Frank Vogel. Like, he's a good coach, but he inherited LeBron everything. And AD, he inherited that. Like, he yeah. got a good team, and Steve he got a better Kirk. team this year. Steve Kerr, yeah, same Steve thing. Kirk. But as of right now, uh, Nets are up on the Jazz, forty-eight twenty-five. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's, let's see. that's a blowout. Kyrie's yeah. got eighteen. He's and that's without Kev, that's, a, that's, a, that's a without KD there. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. They have a good team. The Nets last year without Kyrie were a good team. Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. is a starter on another team. Karis LeVert is a starter on another team. I really like Jared Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen, a starter on another team. Torian Prince, he was a starter in Atlanta before he went to the Nets. Like they have four guys on their bench that can start on any yeah. other team. We got great D, like like DeAndre Jordan did a lot last year just by exactly. himself doing D. So, exactly. But as of right now, Kyrie seven for seven from the field, uh, four for four from three point range. Oh, so, so he's he's putting the he's putting the dagger in basically, and then twisting it at the end. He back. <laughs> so. He's killing. He's killing Mike Conley. I hate that oh, so man. much. No, I well, love Mike Conley, man. So so going back to the original question though, <laughs> you know so what? Let's hear a yay or nay. Uh, I'm gonna go yay with um, pull from Zay here and asterisk because he's got <laughs> he's got players. Yeah, um, I like to see what he has. I would like to see him coach uh, last year's Nets team. Okay. No, of course it'll have Brian said. Of course, asterisk because who wears <laughs> number seven? Who wears number seven in Brooklyn? KD. KD. Who wears yeah. number eleven? That's Kyrie. Kyrie. Seven eleven. I can go coach them boys. You know, I can go coach them. Hey, do y'all thing on the court, play defense. It's not hard to coach a team like that. Now, if he was a hire for the Sacramento Kings, talk to me then about being a good coach. If you're a hire for like uh what's another team that just Cleveland get it right? Cleveland right now. Actually, Cleveland's surprising. They're, they're actually doing okay games, which is yeah. weird for yeah. Cleveland. But coach them. Then say, oh, you're a good coach. Coach the your your thunder right now. That that yeah. roster is, yeah. is real young. Then tell me if you're a good coach, but that's a good way to look at it. Both, yeah. both of you guys have good ways of looking at it. Basically, yeah. just don't inherit the best thing you can get. See coach what happens Detroit. To you. Coach Detroit. Ooh, wow. <laughs> they can't so, get I love Dwayne Casey, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> all right. So the last topic for the NBA here. All right. This is out of my jurisdiction, okay? Don't quote me on it. Well, actually, you can quote me on it because it is my quote. So, I say Brandon Ingram is one of the best, if not the best, extensions that yep. the Hornets have ever – or, sorry, the Pelicans, Pelicans. have ev- – Yeah, sorry. New yeah. Orleans has <laughs> ever made in their franchise yeah. ever. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I said it even when he was the Lakers. He was just in a bad situation because he couldn't thrive the way he needed to. He has to be the focal point. When he played at Duke, what was he? The focal point, mm-hmm. you know? And now that he's down in New Orleans, yeah, everybody's worried about Zion Williamson, but look at I, him now. <laughs> I, I think I think yeah. Brandon Ingram has a really good shot in either this year or the next coming years to be an MVP. He can. He can because he gets the re- okay. he gets rebounds. He gets – if he averages a little bit over – I would say 18 points, 20 points a game with enough rebounds to go with that. Yeah. He in assists, he can get it. He can easily get it. Well, my yeah. look on him. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead, bro. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just, I was looking at something. 
I was about to say the way that I look at MVP is can they win without you? Are they a better team with you or are they still going to find success without you? Like when yeah. Steph Curry won at those years, you weren't the MVP in my opinion because they could win without you. Mm-hmm. Put him on a Sixers team. Are they even going to be relative? Back then when the Sixers were terrible, put Curry on that team. Would he be good? No. Put him on a, the Kings any year. Would he would carry that team success? No. So I agree, as usual, Ashby. I want to see Brandon Ingram win MVP, but they can win without the guy because you got Zion. Now, if Zion yeah. goes on there both out, then we're saying so. Then you got trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You got Zion, you got Bledsoe. Um, Lonzo had a good game last night um, in OT, 18 points, six rebounds, six assists, uh, four for six from three points. So mm-hmm. he's falling. Um, but Zion, double-double. Eric Bledsoe, double-double. Steven Adams, 10 points, eight rebounds. That's another uh, guy that they got. I was yeah. just about to say Steven that. Adams, man. <laughs> yeah. but off the, the bench, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he started last night, but he's coming off the bench a lot. Um, For and then uh, Brandon Ingram is going to take most of the shots, and he did last night in OT. Uh, he went 12 for 31. Wow. So 38.7%, one, one for six from three-point range. But the guy's got 12-foot-long arms. True. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, if, he, if, he's making, <laughs> if he's making that many shot attempts, then something – He's going to get points. He's yeah, gonna he's going to get points. He scored 31 last night. He was good in L.A. He needed to develop. They did it. Like I said in the last episode, L.A. developed players. They traded him, got their guy in A.D., won a championship. Brian Ingram's going to do great things in New Orleans, and I can see him winning an MVP in the next few years. And I also had kind of a thought, would L.A. have buyer's remorse in a couple of years? No. <laughs> okay. You're talking to Brian. Okay. He's an LA fan, they, so he's a Lakers gonna, fan. As okay. they as they lift their their back to back banner, go. I don't think they're gonna care. <laughs> back to back. Oh, I love it. They're gonna I'm run gonna, it back. They're gonna run it back with a win it back. I I want to say no because man, y'all beat us up last night. You're gonna beat us up again tonight because my team's banged yeah. up. I'm Memphis all day, but that's just saying I don't know who really is gonna give. LA a run this year. It's going to be from the East. No one in the West is going to run with LA at all. It's uh, not going to be the Clippers. The Clippers, like right no. now, they are uh, – they're always going to be a head case. Uh, they are – oh, where are they? I think it, for the they're East – They're five and two right now. For the East, though, I think the like if it was a it was Lakers in the championship and an East team, the only East team I could see, and if they're fully healthy, is Boston. I don't say that. You're going to laugh at what no. I'm about to say. I'm You're going to say Milwaukee, huh? No, sir. Oh. No. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to say Indiana. No, sir. She's going to say Philly. No, sir. Toronto. Orlando. No, sir. Miami. No, sir. Miami, huh? No, sir. Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh. Atlanta. Oh, just because they – oh, They're man. Here's the thing. Right now. Here's the thing. If you watch them play, the games that they lost were very close. They lost to the Knicks. They shouldn't have lost it. You're right. Here's the thing, though. The way that that team is, they're young. They got a perfect blend of experience, and they got the veteran leadership. People don't really acknowledge how good of a pickup Bogdan Bogdanovich and Rajon Rondo is when they got them. They don't acknowledge how critical that was. Because now, Trey Young, you're no longer the focal point anymore. John Mm -hmm. Collins cannot go spread his wings and dunk over Jared Allen if he wants to. Now you got a game plan for Bogdan Bogdanovich because that man was a sniper in Sacramento. He just didn't work because you had Buddy Hill there. You got to go with your high draft pick. 
Because why are you benching him for Bogdan Bajanovic? You drafted me third overall. So what, what kind of message are you saying? I won a three-point championship, but you benched me for Bogdan Bajanovic, who's smoking up the joint. So yeah. Yeah. I'm saying Atlanta's is my sneaky, quiet team to do that's, damage out east. That's that's a Man. big choice there. That's a it's, big yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're right, though. Like, their biggest loss this year, it, it looks like – their biggest loss might be five. deficit was like five points. Might be five. Like they score. They can't play defense that well, but they score with anyone. Like uh Monday, uh they lost uh 113 to 108 to the Knicks. Day before they lost 96 to 91 to yep. uh, Cleveland. So it was five points. <laughs> That's so, it. It's still <laughs> a, it's still an L, but they score with anyone. They so score. you hear that, Atlanta? You hear that? Pick the right bird team. Go to the <laughs> not Hawks, the not the Falcons. Yeah, don't go to the Falcons. <laughs> they got to do right by Michael Vick. Until they do right by Michael Vick, the Falcons will forever be the Falcons. You got to do right by Mike Vick. All right, so that's a that's a wrap on NBA. Uh, quick little brief thing here. NHL, this is, I could say, honestly, out of the three of us here, this is kind of like my that's, that's your sport thing. That is you. that I actually watch. Um, if you don't know, uh, there's a player that is seven feet tall named Zedno Chara. He is Russian. He's been with Boston forever. Before that, he was in Ottawa, but he le- recently is now sent to Washington Capitals. Um, if you didn't know that, that's just a little FYI. Also, <laughs> Joe Thornton, longtime San Jose Shark Hall of Famer, going easily into Hate the Hall the of Fame first. Um, <laughs> he's now with Toronto, playing the first line, which is going to be weird for a 41-year-old. Um um, and then I know you guys know these names. I know you know names, and I'm and this is one of the more popular ones is Alex Ovechkin, one of, of the course. best players to play the sport. Um, so Washington's coming out of roadblock with him on an extension. They don't know yet if they're going to sign into an extension or not. What would you guys do? I know you guys don't follow NHL a lot, but he is up there in age a little bit, but not too too high. I mean NHL you can play for a long time, so. Do you guys give him the extension or no? Um, he's thirty-five. Yeah. Uh, when's his contract up? Next year. Next year is yeah. he thirty-six season? He'll be thirty-six. Yeah, he just turned thirty-five in September. Um, he said he'll play till he's forty-five. Man, that's with, tough though. Uh, with him, with a three-year extension. Okay. He's he still producing. He's still producing. He's he's always in the top ten for points. He's always in the top ten for points still. So I give him like a two plus one. Okay. So do yeah, you want to give him like one. two? So two years in like a, a club and option. A team option. Yeah. Club. A team yeah. Option. Do a club. Option. Not do. Don't do a player option. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And then last but not least, okay. So tonight is a big game in juniors world hockey. It's basically the Olympics for um, eighteen and under. Eighteen basically. and under. Mm-hmm. USA versus Canada today. USA is undefeated. Canada undefeated. USA juniors have beaten the Canadian team the last three times. Who wins tonight? Who takes the trophy? Canada. Canada. (laughs) Well, I think uh, knowing my hockey expertise, uh, Gordon Bombay is going to bring that team in. USA over Canada. Let's go. So they're going to just start saying, you're going to hear quack, 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 quack. quack, quack. quack. So I want to tell you guys this, though. I I know you guys know who this player is. And I know you know this name. Watch this. Uh, Brian, I know you know this, but I'm going to watch. Zay is going to have a flashback. Zay, when we first recorded 
an old podcast, right? We were at a San Diego goals game. Oh, uh, what's my man's name? Okay. Um, this oh, man's man. name was oh, Troy man. Terry. Troy. Yeah, Terry. Terry. This, <laughs> this man was a hero against uh, USA versus Canada. He was a, a USA player and had heroics to beat Canada two seasons ago for this. So Troy Terry, there are Troy Terry's out there for USA. I got USA winning it, bringing the trophy okay. home. Okay. I'm just saying, whenever there's pressure like that, oh, we beat these boys three times in a row, that's when you choke. That's when you choke. <laughs> that's when you really say, you know what, <laughs> we got it. Uh, wait, what? We lost. So Usually how it goes. Uh, Brian, with uh, – are you frozen there? I can't tell on YouTube here. Looks I think like he, he is frozen from... to me. He is oh, frozen no. to me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he just texted me. It's frozen. So, sorry, folks. We've lost Brian on the feed. Um, it's it's a bummer, but uh, we're going to continue on here. That was actually the last thing we had to talk about. So, Boom. I don't have my 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 other host with me today. So, cool. uh, you're going to have the honors here <laughs> of signing <laughs> out. So, um from all the fans, I know Brian's going to say out there, stay safe, stay healthy, um, be a good person, always do the right thing. Um, as always from me, you know, always make smart decisions, be safe out there. It's a different world, but always make the right decision. Zay, I know we were talking about in the intros, uh, you're in the rap, the, the rap industry, and it's a growing industry. And I want to know for all of our fans out there too, what is the album's name? that they can go and listen to on Spotify, iTunes, and all that music industry stuff. Yeah, man, or uh, anywhere you can stream music is King of Trunk Music. Um, I make music that really relatable to me, where I come from, and the people that listen to it. We love to just get in the car, just cruise around and just ride around, that's what we do. So my music for that, I don't preach violence, I'm not a violent cat, none of that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you stay it's humble, like, you stay humble. Oh, very humble, man, you know, because anybody, if you got a dream out there, just get up and do it. The hardest part of doing anything is doing it. You just gotta get up Have and do an it. Have an initiative. Exactly, because you're gonna fail. Be, be ready to fail. I failed so much, everybody fails, but it's on the people who make it. You pick yourself up, you do it again. So if you're out there listening, thank y'all for listening, tuning in with my brothers here and uh, stay safe, wash your hands, sanitize your hands, and keep that mask on until yep. we get past this wrong thing. It's gonna pass over soon. Let's just get past it and hopefully the world goes back. We can actually, the sports we're talking about, we can go watch them in person. I agree. It takes all of us to, to, to beat this thing so we can go enjoy sports again or just enjoy regular life again. So That's it, man. Um, thank you guys all for listening again. This is our second episode. Zay, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. And, and it's definitely not the last. Um, and so uh, tune in in a couple of days. We'll be shooting the next uh, podcast episode out there. Thanks for listening, guys.